and here we go. Mo, what's up with this uh, new Bavarian law thing about not selling alcohol after nine o'clock? It's kind of like blasphemy right now, right? You kind of, how's the saying? You kind of got me red-handed. I don't. Ah, uh, oh, I caught you red-handed. say so i don't i'm i mean it would be more like if if uh they said they don't sell alcohol after nine and then you were buying it and then the police were like ah yeah, yeah. i caught you red-handed yeah you know it's like it's like I with need, blood i nearly get it no but um but yeah. i meant because we have um recently texted about it right because we got wanted to get some some beer for this recording right for all our listeners out, out there this is the the first time in a long time that we are recording kind of Later at night? You know what? I think this is the first um, evening recording that we've done um, like this since we started doing this show weekly. Yeah. I think, you know, when I was, when Corona first started and we went to the mountains and you were, uh, I think, also in the mountains. Yes, sir. And then we just Skyped and we just said, hey, let's just do this every week. We have the time. Let's just do it. I think that was the first time we had like an evening program like i think it was the jumbo episode wasn't it yes sir it was the jumbo yeah we had drinks and we just talked forever and it was really fun and it's the first time since then it's been months so it's overdue in my opinion crazy but to get back to that law yeah. in, in bavaria now i don't know since when but like starting at 9 9 p.m they they don't allow any sale of alcohol at all in any establishment. So no gas stations, no bakeries that have it, no, nothing, yeah. nowhere. I guess it's to prevent Corona parties probably. Yeah, right? that, that's the idea. But um, why we had a little discussion is that because um, they they brought up this, this new new law and um, it should do um, to, to be started on, um, on Friday. And but today I get a push push message from mm-hmm. um, from Süddeutsche Zeitung. You get like a notification from notification, them. yeah, yeah, notification. Yeah. Uh, Süddeutsche Zeitung, big big German newspaper. Yeah, um, which was like, okay, this um, this new law mm-hmm. um, has has issues and. Um, doesn't doesn't match our our constitution. Oh, so and so Sudoche Zeitung is saying that the law is kind of like they, they, it's wrong. They, tur- they, they turn don't. it down basically again. Wait, but so the state passed this law saying that so Bavaria said we're not going to sell alcohol after nine, and then newspaper a newspaper was like, "This is bad." No, 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 no. They just brought the story. But oh, okay. I was like, they, they, they have were, an opinion were, piece. No, no, no. There, there were there were people. Um, going um on court for that case because um they said it is um illegal to to do that deep of an kind of prohibition uh-huh. and so it got to court and they decided it's kind of illegal <laughs> and is it illegal really kind of i do not know how to translate um i mean the only thing that i can imagine is that it's not the best idea because of, of like how much the economy slowed down in general because of Corona the last few months. And I mean, alcohol sales in Bavaria are a pretty strong, consistent component of that economy. Of course. You know, it's like the bread and butter. I mean, literally 
bread and butter also in Germany, <laughs> but it's like the, you know, the metaphorical bread and butter of the economy here. So to say like, okay, after nine o'clock, there's no more alcohol. I mean, imagine this, you know, like in, in Munich, uh, near Fraunhoferstrasse, there's this, um, yeah, so right over the river, there's this kiosk. It's like this famous kiosk. Like everybody uses it. Everybody goes there. Yeah, was, it's weird to imagine like at nine o'clock, this kiosk is like only soda. Yeah. You know, that's, that's going to kill that little shop. I mean, it's, it's just one little, you know, like four foot by eight foot yeah. stand. And yeah. there's a humongous line every, every, every time you pass time. by. Yeah. yeah. Consistently, especially in the summertime. And I think part of this, um, um, what the, what the judge said is that, um, it is okay to kind of, um, prohibit the, the, the serving of alcohol, the, the consuming of alcohol, um, on on the, on certain hotspots, like you mentioned, this one kiosk at the bridge where you know there, uh, in the summer there are a lot of people hanging out in the evenings, right? Um, having like you you want to you and... you want to prevent those kind of events, right? And as far as I got it, so that's allowed to do that, to to prohibit this kiosk from selling alcohol after nine. Okay, but it is not. Um, and in German, it says uh, "nicht verhältnismäßig," so it <clears throat> it doesn't. Um, it's a it's a far too big step into into um, your human rights, etc. <laughs> Basically, to, to just uh, to just prohibit it on the, the on the whole on the whole yeah. city. Okay. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. I think it's a. I think it's kind of a. I think it's kind of a dumb idea to. Yeah. Um, I mean. How how good can that honestly work? You know, do you have a pen, by the way? A pen, yeah. for sure, buddy. But I'm wondering how good that can work in general as a again the fancy as one. a preventative the ergonomic you know, one. This is a nice pen. No, no it's not. This is a, a totally normal pen, right? <laughs> it's Faber Castell. But you know, in didn't in your I mean, school nice, the nice click. the 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 kind of uh, what do you call it? middle middle school kids or elementary Ooh. school kids have this kind of bleistift mm -hmm. and it's the exact same shape that's a gag oh okay i guess that's some, that's something i wouldn't get look at this the top of this looks a bit like the spotify logo doesn't it <laughs> a little bit yes it has like the little curved lines that's kind of no i just want to um i want to write that down so i didn't forget that later for the uh description and I, then i also like I'm a little bit frazzled, honestly, uh, not any more than usual, I guess. But I, um, the reason I, I, I thought about this beer law was because I met up with a friend tonight who told me about it. And then I noticed it at the, um, at the main station when I, when I transferred from, um, from the cinema that I went to, because I want to talk about the fact that actually for the first time in a really, really long time, I went to the cinema and that was already in kind of an experience on its own but just just to finish that beer part like we went we finished the cinema and then i was leaving to come here and then i went to this bakery thank you went to this uh bakery to actually get like uh, i think a road beer see if this works hello 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 ah yeah nice yeah. Oh, that's cool i've got you really nice in this year um so we, i went there to get a road beer and then um yeah, the the guy in front of me had a beer in his hand and went to the register and they were like, no more beer. No, no, no. They were like, new rule, new rule, nine o'clock, nine o'clock. And I was like, shit. Um, but I 
went to the cinema today for the first time since March or February. Okay, let's let's talk about the 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 obvious part first. Yeah. How how was it? Um, not regarding the the film you were watching, but I was yeah, we'll I was get to that. Get going back to 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 cinemas actually. You know what's funny is um, the first the first ten uh, minutes that I was there, it was a bit strange. You know, walking into the building, I felt like kind of on edge, like they were going to check me for my mask, and I, I wore it at all times in the building. And I wasn't Drug even test, sure. etc. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I wasn't even sure if I had to wear my mask at all times, but I just did anyway. And then I, you know, when you when you buy your tickets online, so no movies, popcorn. Oh, I got popcorn. <laughs> oh, man, I went all out. I went, you stuffed out your mask with popcorn. I Dude, I went and all ate it. Oh, out. that's basically, I think that's a great technique. Stuff your mask, a fresh mask with yeah. popcorn. Yeah. And then just inhale it. And just chew it, <laughs> chew it through the front until you get to the breathable part. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, yeah, it was really like weird to get in there. Uh, but then as soon as I was in line... I felt like, oh man, I'm back at the movies, and you get that salty popcorn smell. Mm -hmm. And you're a salty it, popcorn guy, by the way. Sorry. Oh, it's super American to have salty popcorn. I think okay. is I think sweet popcorn is weird. <laughs> and whenever whenever I go to the movies with with any German friends, uh, normally I'm always like, you get your own popcorn, and I'll get my salty popcorn because it's like the buttery salty popcorn. That's like the classic movie experience in America. Um, but I would get I got I got like a jumbo popcorn, which I didn't finish. I thought I would. <laughs> I got like a little bag of M&M's. Why didn't you bring the rest here? I forgot it. Little, forgot little it popcorn, pop, 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 popcorn cast. It would have been nice to bring that. They do it in kind of a cool way. They give you the bag and then they put this little uh, like carton. Um, looks like the boxes they used to hold the nachos. They've like cover uh -huh. the top and it's so that no one's touching inside your bag in between your thing. I think, I think they should have actually had that from the beginning anyway. Just had like a protection for the popcorn. Yeah. Because it's good that no one can sneeze onto it or like drops, you know, yeah. you can't spill it or whatever. But um, you know, after after I got my snacks and we sat down in the seats, it was just like the old days again. It just felt great. I'd, we we I was there with a buddy and we we didn't have our masks on. No one had one once they sat down, and we just had our Coca Colas and popcorn and just watched these bad commercials. And I was blown away at how many terrible commercials there were supporting. Things like just for Munich, just terrible commercials for like either strictly Bavarian or Munich based things. It was like only local <laughs> commercials. Like where are the big fun, like, you know, film commercials, you know, it was only like cheap, cheap. But, like, but, 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 which ugh. cinema did you, did you go to? Mateza. Okay. Mateza. In the center of, uh, it's like right there by the main station. Yeah. It's a good cinema. And, and the thing is, I went to go see the new Christopher Nolan movie, Tenet, and I knew that I needed to see that in a big cinema. So I was really glad that they had it there and they had it in English. They had the original version. So, um, but it, the, besides those really boring commercials, which lasted half an hour, Ooh, by the way. But only local commercials. Only local commercials or. Uh, there was three movie previews, but they were only for like really bad German romantic comedies. Uh, and one of those um, like Jim Knopf films, like the okay. children's movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very bad advertisements. I was really disappointed by that. Usually the previews are the best thing. I wanted to see the new Batman trailer because Robert Pattinson's the new <laughs> Batman. 
Do you know that? No, I didn't. Robert Pattinson's the new Batman. The trailer, the teaser trailer's out. Okay, I've, I've got to see. There's like a one and a half minute long trailer, which is which is already more than enough. I don't need much more than because that. Because I'm 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 back on the hype train since we've watched um, Batman Begins again a few Dude. weeks ago. I think we started that movie too late. Wasn't that the one where I passed out? Yeah. Yeah, but I've seen it like eight <laughs> times. But Same. What was the thing? We watched John Wick, right? That was the main yeah. main event. That was the main event, yeah. Yeah, and then the epilogue. After show was, party was... After show party was Batman Begins. Yeah, yeah but I was so... Decent after show party. Dude, it's just like, once I have alcohol and I'm like on a sofa with the screen going, I just yeah. pass out. It's just so... I get so sleepy. You guys, you gotta imagine Jordan has, has no TV in his living room, but uh, right. a very cool beamer which is directed to this huge, flat, wide wall. So you kind of always have this, this cinema feeling, which yeah. is awesome. It's the best, dude. It's the, it's really the best. And the thing is... And um, I, I wonder why... Why um, why it's not more common? Yeah, exactly. Why it's not more common? Because... I wonder too. When I think about what people spend for TVs, yeah. I think you could easily, for the same, for the same amount of money, get a decent setup of, a, of I don't know... Um, a beamer and a, a little Bluetooth surround system or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the basically I the mean, best. I mean, people in, spend yeah. over a thousand bucks for their TVs. Which is ridiculous. The, the, like the setup that I believe in the most is the one that we have, which was the best investment I've made <clears throat> in my whole life. Basically, <laughs> we pitched our money together, bought a really good top of the line, but reasonably priced projector for somewhere between like six and seven hundred. We put our money together. It wasn't so bad. Saved for like two months. Got the one that we wanted. And then we installed it in the ceiling. You know, go to Amazon, buy a little, you know, ceiling hook. It's yeah. not that heavy. You just, you know, the only problem was that our ceiling is, you know, this old 70s building, you know, after yeah. the war and stuff. So it's just like super, super thick, cheap cement, extremely hard to drill through. But we finally uh. got through, hung it up, and then boom, you just adjust the lens and there you go. It's on this big white wall. And that's the best thing. We did that. And then, the, you know, like um, we had like a cheap Bluetooth set up for another month. Yeah. And then after that, we did our money again. And we bought like this, the, I think it's Panasonic or Sony soundbar. Mm-hmm. And to put it down in the floor in front of us yeah. and like tuck the cables into the corner so it's all nice and clean. And you've got like really great sound with a subwoofer yeah. in front of you. Like you're at the cinema, and it's the best investment I ever made, man. When you <laughs> yeah. watch a movie like uh, Titanic or Lord of the Rings or John Wick or Spider Man or something, uh, I mean, I watched. Um, but one other thing, are yeah. you? Um, yeah. Did you did you have to do anything specifically to the wall you're projecting on? No, it's or just it's just, just white paint. It. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, you don't have like a crazy texture, like yeah. you have kind of like popcorn room, ceiling, it a wouldn't work. Bit. It it would, but it wouldn't be perfectly smooth, of course. Plus, you you. I would, you'd be better off putting it on here and like hanging the projector from there. Yeah. But still, yeah, you have a you have a lot of texture. We had a relatively smooth wall. We just had like a few dents and some scratches on it, but you don't notice that. Yeah. You don't notice that at all. The funny thing is when a couple of bugs get into the window and then, you know, they always flock to the light. So you see them like bouncing over the wall. See, <laughs> it's almost like you see two bugs because you see them. And their shadow. And the shadow. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Um. But yeah, I love that, man. Whenever we watch like big epic movies on there, it's the best investment because especially since since Corona, you're watching everything at home. You're renting all these movies. Like so many films went straight to Netflix or straight to iTunes. They didn't go to the cinema at all. Yeah. Um, I think it was surprising that Tenet could wait even and go to the cinema because I don't think 
that it's still going to make that much money there. But yeah, they, but they could still um, reveal it on on streaming platforms earlier than usual. Exactly. I mean, Judd Apatow's last film, The King of Staten Island, which is great. Um, it's not his best, but it's really good. It 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 released pretty fast onto iTunes. So we watched okay. that movie, I think, like last month. Um, but yeah, so I saw I saw Tenet, the new Kristen, the crew, new Christopher Nolan movie. So do you know anything about this movie or this guy? You know who Christopher Nolan is, right? I basically know who Christopher Nolan is, and I know that there is this new movie Tenet. I've only seen one seen one poster, nothing else. Okay. Oh, okay. Was it the poster where the 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 John David Washington, the black guy, is like reversed? Like on top, yeah. like this with the gun. Yeah. Um, okay, so Robert Pattinson is also in this movie. And Ooh, I, I have to say, man, he's having a bit of a of a renaissance period. Yeah. You remember Does when Matthew McConaughey showed back up in True Detective, and he changed everyone's perception of him as an actor, and they called it the McConaissance. Yeah, yeah. You know, he did True Detective, and then he did like Interstellar, mm-hmm. Magic Mike, and like really good acting. I guess Magic yeah. Mike's kind of iffy whatever on that line but interstellar and true detective were like masterpieces of acting for sure um and before that it was all these cheesy like how to lose a guy in 10 days and like failure to launch and these bad like pretty bad movies like basically every successful german movie of the past 15 years yeah (laughs) yeah basic yeah I think every every successful German movie is like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days over yeah. and over and or over. Or there are Nazis in it. Or they, oh. <laughs> Those are the two things That's... we can offer to you, international <laughs> film industry. Come to Germany and experience the amazing cinematic experience of How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, but in German. Or the Nazi movie. <laughs> That's exactly true, man. That's so true. <laughs> I, like, I love to imagine the combination like how to lose a guy in 10 days nazi edition <laughs> you know how to lose <laughs> how to lose a war in oh no how to lose a war in 10 days this is getting too bad this is getting too bad this is getting too bad oh my god that's so good oh man um oh man uh uh uh, uh. but yeah tenet so so you know for those listening who who you know you don't have to be I think to see this movie, you, it's, I think it's very, um, um, what do you call it when it's divisive? It's a very divisive film mm-hmm. that either puts you in, over that side or puts you on this side. Yeah. Because it's a film that, first off, you have to kind of already know Christopher Nolan and you have to know his movies and you have to like them. And for those people who don't know him by name, you know his movies. He's done, uh, give us a few. He did Memento, he did Inception. He did the Dark Knight trilogy, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. He's he's most famous for the Batman trilogy because he had such a specific, beautiful style for those movies. But when he writes things himself, like for exception, his uh, for 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 instance, his um, one of his biggest achievements or whatever is Inception, which is pretty hard to follow. Is it mean, his book also? Yeah. Ah. Okay. Yeah. So you know, and Tenet is is as well, I think, or he co-wrote it. And, you know, it's Inception and Tenet both are are very, very, very difficult to follow because it's very plot heavy, meaning it's a lot of like things happening mm-hmm. and they, there's a lot of math involved and like time and put like someone's over here, but someone's over there. And then, 
you have to understand why to get why they did it in the first place. And so, okay. So basically without spoiling anything for anybody who wants to see it, I would say if you are a Christopher Nolan fan, it is a big, and you better are, and you bet. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's definitely a big Hollywood breathtaking, like, you know, you know, wide-eyed, gasping kind of roller coaster. And it's a big, it's a big, epic, you know, very exciting movie. It's really cool. Visu- visually, it's something I think I haven't seen before. And, you know, that goes a long way saying this for me because I, I think I've, sometimes I feel like I've watched everything. Um, but this was really some 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 visuals that I just hadn't, I just hadn't seen before. And the only thing I would um, complain about, and I'd love for, you know, if you guys have seen Tenet or you, you know, if you plan to, um, you know, DM us on Instagram because, or send us an email because I'd love to know your thoughts about it um, and to see if you feel the same way that I do. But I felt that this is one of those instances where the plot was so incredibly thick. Okay. And now I want to bring in the new kind of mini category slash game. Okay. Give us an artsy fartsy plot teaser in 90 seconds. What do you mean? What is that? You give me a little 90 second plot teaser without too much spoiling. Of this movie or some... Of this movie, obviously. (laughs) Oh, give you... Okay. So 90 second breakdown of the story without spoiling too much. Yeah. From your side. In three, two, one, timer going. Tenet is a film about the manipulation of time in order to save the world. So basically, the main character is put into a a, um, a, a position of power that only he can be in, yet he doesn't know why he finds this out. But he's put into a position where he has to go through a series of strange, uh, twisted... I have one minute, right? Okay. He's in he put into a strange, like, twisted uh, series of obstacles in order to, um, in order to, yeah, save the world. The thing is, it's it's a super convoluted, complicated plot of, like, time and the the, the manipulation of time and, like, reversal of time and, like, the, re, the re, repetition of time. But in, in, in whole, it's really a very simple thing of, like, good guy saves world from bad guy, you know? It's an American movie. The bad guy's Russian. That's all straight. It's like James Bond, um, <laughs> but it's very, very complicated. And uh, I can, I think that's it. I can save myself 20 seconds. Anything else you want? I left to say Robert Pattinson was surprisingly good. You forget that he was the twilight boy. And uh, John David Washington is Denzel Washington's son. And his voice sounds like him. And he's a great actor. And the woman in it is like nine feet tall, but she's still very pretty. And Kevin, uh, Kenneth Branagh is a great bad guy. There we go. That's your timer sound? Yes, sir. You can change that? <laughs> yeah, of course you can. <laughs> That's your timer sound? So when you do it, like if you're doing like sit-ups for a minute or whatever, you're doing like uh, an exercise for a minute or something, then as soon as you're done, it's like... <laughs> I feel like I would just like... I don't know. I feel like that's the kind of thing you hear when you have a beer on the toilet. <laughs> what? And how many occasions do you have a beer on your toilet? I'll never tell. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, man. It's a crazy movie. It's really crazy. Nice little teaser. The thing is, I, I, there's so many like incredible visual shots. And I know that that's like, I know some people uh, who are, you know, 100% dedicated to the fact that if the story isn't good, then the movie in general is bad. And I understand that completely. And I think that for 99% of the time, they are 100% correct. Like 60% of the time, it works 100% of the time. (laughs) Like, I agree with them 99% of the time. And then there's that 1% of the time where I think, okay, the sound design, the dude, the fucking music and sound design in this movie will rattle your rib cage. Remember the first time that you heard Bane speak in Dark Knight Rises? And you were like, whoa, 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 what is this? You felt it like rattle your pelvis? Yeah. The music and the sound effects in this movie are so well done. It's unbelievable. And uh, the visual effects and the acting is so spot on. Um, I would say it's a movie that I will definitely watch again because I would like to understand it, you know, while watching it. Because the thing is, I know that I'm going to be one of those guys who goes on YouTube and nerds out about, (laughs) you know, why it's like this and what does that mean? And, oh, here's the Easter eggs. Like, I always do that when I like a movie. I've watched every video on YouTube about John Wick. Uh, or Indiana Jones or something, you know, but um, basically with this, I know that I'm going to get into it, but I'm also kind of frustrated that it's too complicated. Like, I remember there was one point where I was like in the third act, I was sitting there with my friend and I leaned over and I said, I'm just watching pretty people run around <laughs> because I didn't know why they were doing anything. But then the stamp James Bond is pretty fitting. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just and pretty. And it's a Russian guy. It is. It's, it's just... Was a cat involved? There was not a cat involved. But there is a little <laughs> kid involved, which sounds similar. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's worth a watch, but it's it, if you can see it in the cinema, go do it. It's a great it's a great movie experience. But man, what a wild ride! <laughs> Did you ever see this movie, um, Primer? Mm-hmm. Primer got really f- successful. I would say, man, over ten years ago now. Um, it was this like really low budget indie film with a really cool and complicated plot about time travel. And if I tried to explain it now, I think I would just make it worse. And I, I don't remember everything about it anyway. But basically, you know, Primer Primer was just a film with a very structured and complicated time travel plot that was very, like, low-key. It was just, you know, a few people with a camera. And it was just, it was taking place in, like, real time with real people in, like, a small town. It wasn't some, like, futuristic, hard-to- Hard, you know, there's like this wall of disbelief or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was very believable. And then once you got into the complications, you were like, kind of, how was he there? But wasn't he dead? And why was there? And then you find out everything later. And um, there's whole like studies about this movie, how they like rotated characters back into the plot line to make something work. And I think the most interesting thing about uh, movies that deal with time travel is how they try to get around certain paradoxes. Yeah. You know, because the the, the, the classics. Yeah, the, well, the concept of time travel on its own is very paradoxical. I mean, do you know the whole? Do you know the the grandfather paradox? You know that? Have you ever heard of that before? I I guess so, but not under that. Uh, do you want to guess? Name. You want to guess what it is by the by the name of it? Time travel grandfather paradox. You become your own grandfather. <laughs> now that would be a paradox <laughs> yeah exactly that's that's a better paradox than what it, than what it actually is um 
We should get on some on some on some subreddits and challenge some nerds with that. Oh man, I would I would dive headfirst <laughs> with you, my friend. Um, the grandfather paradox is I, I hate that I don't know the name of the guy who um, who invented it or who discovered who theorized it. Maybe someone can send that in to me. Basically, it is the theory that if you were to go back in time. And you would kill your grandfather. You wouldn't so that, exist, yeah. So that your grandfather wouldn't have the chance to give birth to your one of your parents. Then you would never be, you would never exist to go back into time in the first place. Yeah. And I think that's interesting. But then I also wonder sometimes. But I find it. Why would you kill your grandfather? And I find it, and I find it pretty funny because it feels like for decades, um, screenwriters have fixed that issue by making people who. Um, may experience uh, s- such such complex just disappear. <laughs> oh, like if it gets too complicated, the characters just disappear. They just disappear, or or sometimes they even dissolve within the picture or something. Oh yeah, like in uh, like and I wonder, like the future where the hand is is fading. Into yeah, exactly. The, right. Okay. And yeah. I, and I th- and I think about it like okay, how has for for decades <laughs> that has been a state of the art. Yeah, but I yeah. also gotta admit I um, I'm not a big movie guy, and I might as well not have seen many great time tra- tra- traveling movies who solve this issue in another creative way. I'm trying to think of like the best time travel movies. I mean, I guess like the the greatest of all time is probably the Back to the Future trilogy. You saw obviously, those though, right? Obviously. Yeah, I mean, I think those are. You know Robert Zemeckis, the the creator. That's why I said <laughs> you you um, <laughs> it could happen that you become your own grandfather. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he, yeah, that, but he doesn't become his own grandfather. No, but no, he almost he, becomes his own dad. Yeah, right? exactly. Oh, that's super weird. You know, it's funny that isn't like. And they use the same upon. effect. They use the same effect within those within those little family photos all around the house. Yeah, he starts like the they start just the kids start dissolving with, right? with within the within the within the image. Yeah, it's you know it's funny though that that's such a simple solution to like evaporate the person within the photo. Yeah, but it's funny that you think about okay the you know the brother and the sister are arm in arm and the brother fades away. Mm-hmm. It's funny that they didn't just have a single child and take a different photo. Yeah, yeah. You know they have yeah. her pose with her arm around. No one. Then we have the next complex. <laughs> yeah, it's like. <laughs> Wouldn't you just have taken a better photo of your single child <laughs> than her, like holding around a ghost or something? That's the 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 um the meta complex because it's the one for the for the screenwriters. Mm. <laughs> Man, that was um, that's probably one of the greatest trilogies. You know they they they've asked the creator Robert Zemeckis like th- thousands of times and offered him so much money to uh, to get the rights to remake it to reboot it and he said no he'll never do it until the day he dies I, I don't know what happens when he dies i don't know if the rights go back to the sony or or universal whoever owns it whoever is next but um he said as long as he's alive he'll never give the rights up because it's too perfect it's yeah. too it's untouchable yeah you know and maybe he, ha- he has a, a will like jr talking do you know that in his in his last will he had written that his his uh, that Lord of the Rings or um, basically um, all of his his novels mm-hmm. are 
um, are not to be to be televised by Disney. And so in Jay, so he prohibited his last will. He said Disney can't touch my books. Yeah, but didn't don't they own the the or the trilogy was, or was the it Hobbit? Disney or was it a? Let me check that. I mean, I'm sure that's okay. So, so what's funny though is like maybe he said, maybe he said Disney can never touch my stuff. So Universal gets the rights or something. And maybe there's like a loophole where Disney owns. I think I don't know. Disney owns everything these days. So maybe it's just some company bought the rights and then Disney bought that company, or maybe they were the sister company or the father company. Or I don't know. It's complicated, man. It's such a such a complicated business. But yeah, I'll just look it up. Yeah, yeah, you look it up, and and in the meantime, I, I'm really happy that Robert Zemeckis said this that he'll never, he'll never sell the rights to, uh, he'll never give up the rights to to Back to the Future because I think it is so perfect, and I think they messed up so much when you look at the fourth installment of Indiana Jones, The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which I have, you know, I refuse to watch it. I won't even watch this movie because I remember seeing the trailer and I remember seeing this, you know, like this bad hyper futuristic, like CGI and Harrison Ford was already, I don't know, almost 70 when they did it. And you see Shia LaBeouf who wasn't cool yet. He wasn't really like a cool avant-garde actor yet. He was still like this nerdy dude. And I just don't want to I just don't want to see it. It's about aliens. I don't know. It's just, it's not Indiana Jones, you know? It's the perfect <laughs> trilogy. Just don't touch it. Don't mess with it. I don't know. I think if you make something good, but this is the bigger argument in general, right? Like if you have a good, a good movie or a good franchise, stop rebooting it. Stop yeah. bringing in new things of the same story. But reality is that this is, I would guess basically 50% of what comes to theaters within the last five years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like reboots. Yeah. Like reboots and, and like extending franchises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unnecessary sequels, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I at mean, the whole Star Wars thing. Star Wars lasts forever. I think they're never going to stop making Star Wars movies. <laughs> and, you know, you look at, um, I mean, I, I I didn't totally hate the the whole, like, Marvel Avenger franchise thing. It just, you know, I think I saw, like, three of those movies. I saw, I saw, like, a, I saw, you know, the Spider-Man ones. I think there's two of those. I saw the first Doctor Strange, which was, the first hour was good. And that's about it. And then Funny I saw thing, Infinity I, War and and uh, Endgame. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I guess I watched basically everyone besides those weird sequels of Captain America and Thor, etc. How many Captain America movies were there? <laughs> was there five? I didn't see a single one of them. I thought they were so boring. I, to- saw, I saw the first one when it came out. Um, like with, and uh, with Doctor yeah. Doc Strange, they they brought it on Netflix, I guess, a year ago or something. That's where and I saw I, it. Netflix. And I tried to watch it, yeah, um, for like two or three times, yeah. And each time I started so late that that I fall asleep, and then I gave up, yeah, <laughs> on finishing it. No, man. I mean, like, 
Well, when I saw Infinity War, I was so blown away. I, I thought Infinity War was... I haven't, I haven't seen Endgame. Did I mention that? The very, very last one? Yeah. Okay, okay. I I've seen Infinity maybe, War. Like you, you can probably guess what happens. You've heard of it by now. <laughs> but basically, Infinity War, I, I saw it and... Um, I, so I downloaded the movie. I watched it at home. I was home alone. And I was just super into it. It was just really <laughs> funny. It was very exciting. I hadn't seen any of this stuff before. They were clearly touching onto yeah. other movies that I hadn't seen like, you know, they they always start these uh, Marvel movies, like, with the last scene of the other movie that you yeah, didn't yeah. watch or whatever. So, <laughs> I was already kind of thrown into it, and I was like, well, who, what's going on? Who is this guy? You know, Infinity Stones, okay, I don't get it, whatever. And then you get into it, and... It's not too, so hard to get into, even if you didn't watch the movies. No, before. it's not hard to because get into Because Infinity War was great. I, I, it was really I, good. I felt the same when I, when I saw it in cinema, but... Um, it's still easy storytelling. So it's... Yeah, it's straightforward. And, good, and good pretty people, people, you know? Predictable, predictable plots. Yeah, yeah. I, and it's always hyper... It's always so you can get into it more or less at any point. You might yeah. miss a few more Easter eggs or whatever. Yeah. But you to get it, you could get into it at any movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, you can, it doesn't take too long to get to get adjusted to it. And... I really thought it was funny and it was exciting. And, you know, I got really into the, the characters and, oh yeah, you know, speaking of Avengers, Chadwick Boseman died, you know, Black yes, Panther, sir. 38, right? Super young. That sucks, man. He had, he was battling colon cancer. Is that right? I think it was colon yeah, cancer. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's a real, that's a real shame. Um, he was he was very like inspirational and he was doing some cool things. I, I, I Personally, though, I only knew him as Black Panther. I didn't see the the new Spike Lee movie, the The Five Bloods. I didn't watch. I have literally never seen him in anything else. But that's on me. I just never, like, looked. I didn't like follow him as an actor. Yeah. I just know. I just knew him as the Black Panther guy. But um, did you know that Denzel Washington basically like funded? the whole beginning of his career. No. Like, I think uh, Chadwick tried to get into a prestigious acting school, but they turned him down. But Denzel had seen him do an audition or saw him in a play or a movie or something and then gave him a shot and, like, basically, like, funded his whole... Either either got him into that school or funded him into a different one. Yeah. And um, basically gave him a career. There's like this really touching speech he gives at, I don't know if it's at Denzel's Lifetime Achievement Award or if it's at some, you know, like one of these award programs. He gives like a nice long speech to Denzel, which is really sweet. I like Denzel. I think he's a cool guy. For sure. Did you watch these Equalizer movies? Basically like Denzel's John Wick? No. No, I didn't either. I don't, I'm scared that I won't like him. You know, because I like Denzel and it looks like a cool, tough movie, but I also get the feeling that it won't be as good as John Wick. And I want it to be as good as John Wick, but I'm worried that it's just not. But those are, are very high expectations. So I don't know why or how, but all three will have a hard time to yeah to enjoy this. I don't know why or how, but all three John Wicks are just so good. The third one is incredible. 
And next year we get John Wick 4 and John Wick 5 was already greenlit. They're yeah. already going to do a fifth one. I guess they're going to try and do as many as they can before he's too old. I mean, he's in every... Well, let's he's, get back to talk about those... He's in his those 50s sh- already. Those shitty sequels over sequels and sequels. <laughs> I, I mean, I could see them wrapping up the whole story in one more movie. I think doing five is a bit of an overkill. But I can uh, I can understand. I mean, it was such a sleeper hit. It just blew up. So I'm not surprised they want to get as many as they can before he's too old. <laughs> I mean, imagine like John Wick 8 and he's just like rolling around on the floor, cracking his back and stuff. And like, yeah. it's going to be... He's going to be in his 60s before they stop doing that. Did you see this picture of Keanu from the reboot <laughs> of Bill and Ted where he doesn't have his beard? Um, no. He looks like a strange, floppy, moist fish. <laughs> what? You should pull it up on your phone. Like Keanu, uh, Bill and Ted, uh, face the music. You'll see a picture of him without his beard. It looks weird, man. Like. You just don't see, you know, like when an older guy has had a beard for about 10 years and you just know him as that, like this wise, like, you know, whisker faced guy. And then all of a sudden he shaves it for something and you see like the, you know, you just, you know, he's an older guy. You see like, you know, his face is sagged a bit and like, you know, his chin's a bit soft and stuff. And that's not an insult. He's still a handsome guy, but it just looks strange when you know him. Ugh. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, you right. He looked like a fish. It's so it's so <laughs> so strange. There's um I'm gonna show you a better one here, like a closer one that I found that really really threw me for a loop um uh, from the Bill and Ted. Let's see, you did let's see, beard off. Let's do Bill Ted twenty twenty. And oh, this is it. This is it here. Look at this, man. It just it just doesn't really Seem like Ooh. him, you know. Just doesn't. Really... He looks like a Karen. Yeah, he looks like uh, he looks, looks like kind of looks kind of feminine with the long hair like that. You know, if he's gonna shave his beard, he should at least cut his hair. But I think he has to keep that hair until John Wicks are over. Yeah, but I meant it in the way like he's he's looking like he could definitely speak to a manager. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. He's he's got that he's got that face big time. What Crazy you, shit. Were you into the Matrix movies at all? Of course. Are you? What are your expectations for Matrix Four? And what do you think? Oh. Did, you remember the last one, right? Remember what happens, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I kind of try to make myself forget that that they're doing another hardly necessary sequel of that as well. I'm nervous about. We're it. in a circle right now. You see, we. we Every new movie we touch on in this conversation, we're like, "Oh yeah, it's it's a reboot of they're that." They're doing it. They're yeah. doing it. Again. <laughs> yeah, um, but I don't know. I'll I'll watch it, but I I guess do I have, do. You have any theories about anything? Because I mean, you know, in the last one, I mean, I'm not. It's not even really a spoiler here because it's 16 dude. years old. Yeah, but the, in say. the in the last one, you know, Keanu, and, well, Neo and Trinity both die. Yes, sir. So, I mean, if you remember, it's Neo, gonna be a literal reboot. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just like a refresh button on the computer somewhere. You know, like the yeah. the architect is in his like yeah. little studio pressing a refresh. That would button. be the cheapest way to get to start the Dude, the fourth one. Imagine, imagine if they, the, if, if they're if they're about to do that, 
I'm gonna leave this the cinema straight away. <laughs> Did you imagine if the architect is sitting at like a Windows 95? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a like when it, you remember like the Dell, like the first Dell uh, gate or the first gateway like work laptops. Yeah, like from still the size of a freezer box, but yeah, like this, but mobile. <laughs> yeah, this huge like briefcase size laptop. Yeah, I remember my dad had one for work. I was like, whoa, that's so crazy, whoa. And the mouse pad was like this weird like rubber thing with your finger you'd move around the screen with and a click. And just imagine if um, the architect is like in his weird TV room with one of these old laptops and he just goes like control, alt, delete. Yeah, (laughs) I could totally imagine that. (laughs) It just opens up like programs to close down. He's like, ooh, Adobe Photoshop, close, Spotify, (laughs) close. And the Matrix, it's like not responding. Ignore, (laughs) Ignore or quit. He's like, all right, quit it. <laughs> and this starts that's the way. That's the way Guardians of the Galaxy would do it. That's true. That's that. That is how they would do that. Yeah. Man, I I I am so nervous about the fourth Matrix because I when will will it release? Well, I th- somewhere in twenty twenty one, Matrix Four and uh, Matrix Four and John Wick Four are meant to release. I think within like the same month. Dude. And then Bill and Ted, hopefully before that. I don't think Bill and Ted's going to do so well. Big 21 I don't for th- Keanu. I don't think, I don't th- yeah, it's going to be a huge year for him. I don't think anyone really asked for <laughs> another Bill and Ted. <laughs> it wasn't, I mean, you know, it was kind of a cult hit, but I just don't think, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I didn't really want one. I don't care about that. I just want, no, I mean, The Matrix, of course, changed my life, like, Dude, you know those were so amazing. I have some friends who, um, you know, they're a bit older, and they say, you know, Star Wars was their was their everything. And they have I have friends who say that Indiana Jones was their everything. I have friends who say Lord of the Rings, you know, later generations that yeah. was their everything. For me, that's right for me, by the way. Yours is Lord of the Rings, right? I love Lord of the Rings. I've watched all of the extended things and whatever, and nerded out on it. I love it. For me, my nerd out crazy thing that I can always, always watch is the Matrix trilogy. I loved it so much. I've watched it like 30 times, man. Yeah, I've watched it quite a lot for some time, but then I got stuck stuck back into my... Because you get back to those kind of movies you have somewhere in your either physical edition, DVDs, on your shelf or something, or in your your digital... um, on streaming, streaming platforms or whatever, downloaded it. Right. Uh, on your hard drive, whatever. Um, and those moments where you don't know what to watch and you get back to those classics. That In, in those yeah. situations, um, I kind of got to, okay, it's going to be always Lord of the Rings and I think I should... I totally get that. I totally get that. Yeah, but I think because I, I really used to love Matrix. And I think I should get back to, to to maybe make a note <laughs> or something and put it on my like like a post it on my on my TV next yeah. time. I don't know what to watch. Let's um, give the first Matrix a chance again. I mean, the first Matrix is just a, just a perfect movie, man. It's so good. It's such a classical. The thing is, I think what's special about the Matrix. Um, besides it being like a really avant-garde idea for 1999, the best year of movies ever, by the way. <laughs> um, I think that besides it being like an avant-garde um, idea for the time, you know, it's a really classic 
story in terms of where it starts, where you, how they introduce your protagonist, the arc and the obstacles that he overcomes. There's yeah. the mentor figure. Yeah. There's the love interest. Yeah. There's the climactic battle between good versus evil. Yeah. Saving the world. You know, it's a really, really classic structure. It's a really perfect how do you call, structure. How, how do you call this this model in English? Um, you mean like the hero's journey? Exactly. Yeah. Funny, because um, they they translated word by word for German. Because um, I told you about this this workshop. It's shops, like the this something, the, the Held Heldenreise. Heldenreise. That's the hero trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That Reise, Reise translate to, translates to journey. So it's yeah the hero's journey. What about ah, what? it's tr journey too. Okay, yeah. Um, that's it. Yeah, it's it's crazy perfect. because um because um I got taught these things as well to think about what, even when 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 shooting journalistic pieces. Really? Yeah, that makes sense. Like that. Like this is an is an kind of a a a goal for for a certain um formats of 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 pieces. Yeah. Nice that you're opening a second bottle of wine. The first one has been absolutely amazing. First one's pretty good, right? It's a Spanish wine from 2011. 2011. Reserva. And this one is uh, Toscana from 2018. Where have you been wine shopping? And do I have to PayPal you 60 bucks after we... <laughs> no, no. Dude, these were, these were cheap wines. These were really cheap wines. I just had them for a while. This one smells okay. I don't think it's going to be as good as that one. That was pretty nice. Mm -hmm. I've gotten really back into uh, red wines recently. <laughs> Remember two weeks? No, last week. I guess it's been last week when you told me um, you're you're not drinking wine with me because you're you're making a pause, not because you I took the week. I took the week off. I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did it. But y you made it sound. Like I was taking like a month yeah, off or no, something. Like, like I'm not you, crazy. Like you've you've had a phase when um of drinking red wine when you were at college or something. I'm really back into 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 drinking red wine. I was like, okay, dude, it <laughs> took a a one week. week. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that week got me back into red wine, and then yeah, I just took a break from probably. drinking in general. Um, man. I think, all right, here's a good question. Here's a good question for you as a German, because I think this is a very divisive question, but let's say, let's say you're stuck on a, on an island, right? Mm -hmm. And for the rest of your life. They barely have islands in Germany. I didn't say you were in Germany, <laughs> hotshot. Let's say that you're on some yeah. island over here in the Indian Ocean somewhere, and you only have wine yeah. for the rest of your days. Yeah. Or... You have beer, and the beer can be cooled. It's not as if you have gross beer, but you either have, and like a big, like a plane crashes only carrying wine, or a plane crashes only carrying good of your favorite beer. Let's say I don't know what your favorite beer is Augustina or something or Tegenzia, but let's just say or a Zutla, Zutla, yeah. So it's Zutla Gold. One of the planes, and it's good wine. It's good wine. <laughs> yeah, and it's better than this, and it's uh, Zutla Gold. A plane crashes. Which which endless thing you have to choose? Ooh, it's hard. And the plane. Uh, this to make this to make this even f more fair. Um, let's say that the plane that has the wine has white and red, and the Ooh. plane that crashes with the beer has Helles has normal lager beer, and it has uh, Weizen. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> Ooh, okay, okay, okay. And now it's it's, it's a dif different thing and interesting because if you just would have said okay, wine or beer, I would have definitely gone for that um, for that um, plan with the wine because of because afterwards you added um, you choose your, your your favorite beer because I would have said um, you it can go much worse. In sense of your taste and um, expectations of the of the of the drink, yeah. When it comes to beer, rather than um, when wine, mm -hmm. for me because I basically, as long as it's not sweet, I can basically drink any wine, and some of them are, yeah. are not so nice. I don't like sweet wines either. But with beer, with beers, dude. Yesterday I was at, at an Italian place, and I had a um, a Löwenbräu, and I think they didn't clean their their Zapfanlage really so well. And it tasted so awful. And Ooh. so, if if you've if you had asked in general, okay, wine or beer, I would definitely go for wine. But I would go in, for wine. But in 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 that case, like red and white wine or Weissbier and Helles. Hmm. You know, for me as a <laughs> as a guy from Bavaria, that's hard. I think it's harder for you because because. Yeah. If I was super Bavarian, it would have, would be obviously beer, but mm -hmm. I got such a big thing for good wine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had this debate uh, on my last on this vacation with Ethan's yeah. family, and what well, someone I, I said wine. Give me someone some inspiration. Else what did, did those people say? Well, uh, Ify's dad uh, said uh, wine. Oh yeah, he did. He said wine, and I also said wine because the thing was, if it was you know endless cases of like the highest quality, you know, like I don't even know how expensive wine can get, but like imagine every bottle is like these you know four hundred, five hundred euro bottles or something. Uh, okay. Like the highest quality. That's what they think about. Okay, 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 okay. And by the way, that's not the kind of wine that we purchase. I'm not trying to like elude anybody <laughs> this way, but you know, we they that hotel did have those bottles on the shelf. And we did talk about them. We saw, it was like that's yeah. like a you know five hundred euro bottle. But like, imagine. That's why I ask you if I have to, if, if I owe you a lot of money if I drink this wine. No, no, no. <laughs> this is surprisingly good for like for like really cheap wine. But um, you know, you if you have like this great quality wine, you know, there's so many like the aroma from the smell and the flavor palette and like you know the emotion you get from no. it and like I don't know with red wine like of course I prefer red wine over white but if it's a warm sunny day no. I'm gonna take white for a little while. It's just something about red, like, I don't know, I like getting the purple stained teeth and the, the vibe and, like, the loosey-goosey, like, loving feeling. I once asked, um, I once asked an older gentleman what, um, what makes a good red wine. Yeah. And they said, a good red wine makes you want to make love to your partner. And I think that holds true. I think if you have a good... Partner delicious, <laughs> a good, delicious, like sensational red wine. It's not as if you just get like, I don't know, like a wild horn dog or something, but I think you get this fulfillment of like, oh, like I'm in, like I'm in this loving open armed sort of like, mm, this is good sort of feeling. And for me, yep. of course I love beer and I do drink a lot of beer and especially living in Germany, I have some of the best beer in the world. Um, But with me, beer is more of a, like an upper, you know, it's a social thing. I'm going to go to this place where I don't know so many people. 
I'm going to crack a few beers, yeah, yeah. try and get to know some people. Yeah. It's easier, you know, or like I'm in Italy. Hey, I'm going to have a nice cold beer with this pizza or this pasta or something like yeah. it just goes together well. And, you know, you can take a beer on the train. You can take a beer, you know, here and there. It's yeah. a good like traveling companion and everything. You don't have a glass of wine, yeah. you know, and, you know, whatever on the bus or something. So um, beer has its qualities and i like beer on the river and you know like putting a case in the cold water and taking a swim and it's hard to say but i think if i was really trapped somewhere and i could only have one or the other i would take red wine and i guess you get me with this actually because the one thing for me as you mentioned this um not only about um a good wine makes you um want to make love with your partner but mm -hmm. mm, I think wine always good wine could be could be red wine or white wine always um uh how to, how to name that um how, um makes you enjoy other things even better like food what do you mean? oh yeah yeah like pairs or, well with or it. or basically like um <laughs> this is <laughs> This is not about, um, we know smoking is not good, blah, 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 but it makes me <laughs> um, enjoy a cigarette way more. Wine does. And in a, in a more, um, in a more sophisticated way. I was literally <laughs> hoping you would say sophisticated. I was saying it in my head like, sophisticated. Yeah. <laughs> um, it feels, yeah. Then smoking nice. a cigarette with a coffee or a beer or something. Yeah, you know, and I'm, especially yeah. with food, and that's a big part for me. Yeah, because I don't want to. If I had to choose one of both, and for for every nice dinner I could make out of a coconut and a um, half a crocodile or whatever on my <laughs> weird island. <laughs> what are you eating? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're on the island, right? right. Yeah, I'm on the island. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm mean, just eating some shark ass and some. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> plus, if we if we think the story through, mm -hmm. you said this beer could be cold. But who said? I, imagine I had, you, you know I had the, electricity on this island. No, but and imagine happens, like you set the crates, you know, at a certain like pocket of the ocean that you know crevices into a small like bathing pond or something with a little waterfall, and it's you know it's always cold. Okay, okay. You know, and then you always got you just put a case in there for for ten minutes. I would have said after a time, it won't be that nice anymore. Plus, wine lasts longer. Yeah, and the longer it lasts, you got to watch out is. with beer and and and. I'm outside. It could get a lot of sun, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, exactly. That also I mean, affects yeah, wine as well. But, no, but the thing is, it's I, easier I, I to. Wouldn't, I wouldn't think about it so logistically. Of like, I wouldn't think of like the technicalities of this imagination. You know, like of course on the island, yeah, yeah. all these things are taken care of. You know, like oh, let's say the beer is yeah. inside <laughs> the plane. It's sheltered from the sun. You have a cool. It's place. just about the decision. It's about like, yeah, it's about the decision. Yeah. Exactly. But I, I'm with you. I'd go for the wine. I would definitely go for the wine. And I think 10 years ago, I would never have said that. I think live. I think the last 10 years, I mean, let's just be honest. I think the last five years changed that dramatically because I never really had life-changing wine. And, it's, and that's funny because, um, that. because that's um, the last five years was your was moving to the your, the your time in Germany. Yeah. I mean, of so, course, you know, like I, whenever, whenever I have friends who, who go back to where you're from and they come back to Munich, 
and I know they're going to come back to Munich. I, I often ask, can you please bring, you know, I, I haven't asked you actually so often, but you know, it's like, hey, if you're going to come back, can you please bring, you know, maybe a case of Zutla or just like three or four bottles or something. Yeah. I'll pay for them or whatever, or, you know, I can buy you dinner. And like um, when my, when our friend Tim um, came and stayed over not too long ago, um, he said he brought six bottles for me, but he forgot them. Mm, and I was so devastated. So the thing is, like, there is great beer that I do love, and I think this beer from your hometown is 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 quite possibly the the best beer I've ever had, and I love it. I really do love it. But um, I think the last. By since, the way, since I've been here, we the wouldn't wine say no been... to a to a Tetler endorsement <laughs> as a podcast. <laughs> Uh, a what? what? We wouldn't say no to a Tuttler endorsement with this podcast. Endorsement? Endorsement. Oh, a Tuttler endorsement. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would not say no to that. <laughs> Man, can you imagine if they did that? That'd be great. And then maybe you'd get your beer delivered to Munich. Imagine if we, <laughs> imagine if, like, if we had to do a read right now, and it was like, well, Mo, I don't know about you, but if I was stuck on an island, I would want nothing more than a nice cold case of Zutler gold beer. Yeah, and that we would bring that in exactly five minutes after you said you would definitely go for the wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zutler wine goes down smooth, you know, or whatever. And it's definitely made out of grapes, guys. It's really good. It's, it's really, really made good. out of grapes. Man, I... Uh, oh, it's such a hard, it's such a hard debate always. But I love I love these would you rather's. What what do you, do you did you guys have like a big phase of only would you rather's? Mm, that was a no. big you know like I think a few few episodes ago we talked about the trend of the Chuck Norris jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also a huge trend of would you rather's, and you know the best ones, the best would you rather's are when you don't want either option. Okay, you can definitely give me another one because I've never had that phase. Let me try to think of, like, one of the, like, the worst, like, the best ones are are the worst ones. Because it's okay. always, like, it's always, like, what's the lesser of two evils, you know? Um, I think a good one would be something like, would you rather your parents watch a sex tape of you and your girlfriend? Or would you rather you and your girlfriend watch a sex tape of your parents? Okay, let me think about that. <laughs> so, you don't want either to happen. Of course you don't want either to happen. Yeah. But you have uh, to choose. <laughs> Before we get to that, would Here's you mind a nice read taking, from Gold. taking a little break here <laughs> so I can go on the toilet? And maybe if we have an endorsement within the next five minutes, yeah. we can put in a little clip here. All right. Okay, we're back. So the question was, would you rather you, you your parents watch a sex tape of you and your girlfriend or you and your girlfriend have to watch a sex tape of your parents? <sighs> Sorry, mom. Uh, you know, I have to, the same kind of issue because um, I know my mom will be listening to this and I oh, could yeah. guess that my girlfriend... <laughs> <laughs> she we'll might, to she might also well. check in, yeah. Same for you. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but they know my dark uh, mind. <laughs> so I'm curious what you answer. 
Um, and I have to choose. I mean, if you're super uncomfortable with it, I can also make a different one. Um, but I think the best, the best would you rather's are the ones that are a little, a little uncomfortable. I'm gonna. Why you think I'm going to pull up some of my favorites? Best would you rather questions? Yes. Yes. Do you have a list? Oh, they have so many. Yeah. The, the, there's one called. Um, so give me another one. Okay. Okay. We can. You can. You can answer me that one off mic. Um. <laughs> Oh, let's see. That one's not so good. Oh, would you rather... Okay. Would you rather lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak? Um, definitely use the ability... I mean, they both affect your job pretty heavily. <laughs> I just thought about yeah. that. I mean, you're in journalism. So. Yeah. Um... I mean, you, <laughs> that's a tough one. Someone would have to dictate like yeah. important information to you. Um, but it's also a tough one because if you take one step further, what are the surroundings? Do I live in a surrounding where it is maybe as hard, whatever? No, you, you're to, re- you are. to learn to learn to to learn how to speak again because it is possible. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it it's, it's not a, possible. It's a cold question. Okay. You okay, either okay, can okay. never read again or you can never speak then, again. Um, of course you can learn American Sign Language. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. Or, that, is there a, uh, there's a German Sign Language, I guess, right? Isn't it? Or is it just ASL for everyone? It can't be. It can't just be ASL, right? That's American Sign Language. It has to be a sign language yeah. for every language. Yeah. I just thought about that for the first time. Welcome to Artsy Fartsy Immigrants, <laughs> where the host just discovered that there's sign language in every language. Um, yeah. But I would definitely have to go for um, not being able to speak anymore. Okay, you would take being a mute. Yeah. You could still read, you could still play music, you could still... Exactly. Um, you could still do everything except for literally talk. Yeah. And that would be a, a tough one because the whole job idea of working as a host, etc., would not be possible anymore. And that would be pretty pretty hard for me, I guess. Yeah. But on the other hand, with still being able how to read, there are so many other things I could do job-wise. Right. Plus to to entertain myself. Right. You'd be more of like a behind-the-scenes guy who like yeah. orchestrates bigger yeah. projects from from there mm-hmm. um let's, let's do a, a funny one would be would you rather be covered in fur or covered in scales 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 is like a fish ah, okay fur or scales definitely fur i think i'd take fur yeah no i would take fur unless it would say like you're living fur. underwater <laughs> And if you're living underwater, then being in fur is not so great. Unless you're a polar bear. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, they're always an exception. (laughs) Okay, no exceptions. Would you rather be in jail for a year or lose a year of your life? Boom. Um, You could also add, where would I have to go to jail? (laughs) Is it Colombia? Is it Russia? Yeah, I guess German prisons are pretty easygoing, huh? 
but compared to like Guantanamo Bay or Azkaban, not Azkaban, <laughs> Alcatraz. <laughs> I wouldn't take Azkaban. Azkaban. If Azkaban was a possible choice, I would go for. I would not lose take Azkaban. A, a year of my life. Yeah, if it was between Azkaban and just like not living to ninety, but instead of to eighty nine, yeah. I think I would happily take that. But um, regarding my circumstances and imagining for myself, not not um, about the question in general. Um, Imagining a European prison, I would definitely go for one year in jail. Well, let's make this interesting. Would you rather go to an American prison for a year or forget one year that you've already lived? Could I choose which year I forget? No. Randomly. It'd either be 2019 or it'd be... What year were you born? 1998? Eight? Wow. I just guessed that. Um, so, would you rather... You guess that every time. Would you rather forget some year between 1998 and 2019 and you can't control it? Or go to an American prison for a year? Damn. And you can't, I mean, you can't choose, you know, you just get indicted into the system. Um, indicted, you get imprisoned. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to an American Maybe prison, you get you've been indicted. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, I think I would forget one year of my life. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because I guess in any case... I mean, most American if I, prisons If I are sum so up tough. all of the moments, we ha we talked about this uh, last episode. If I sum up all of the moments I do not remember or do not remember correctly, right? which were more or less important in my life, if you sum that up, <laughs> that might already be half a year or eight months or whatever, all those events. If you sum them up, I already don't have a clear right we talked about that in the last episode yeah. that you your memory is not so, I so guess, great um forgetting about a whole year wouldn't be wouldn't make it worse <laughs> right kind of i i guess there are one or or two years that definitely um could be an issue mhm mm no but they could not we're not in time traveling <laughs> um mm. No, 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 I, I would definitely go for that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay, let me do one more. Okay, and can I, or can I read one to you? Of course, of course. I, from, from, from seven, from number seven down. All I right. I haven't read anything. You can choose if one sticks out to you really good. I was going to read number seven to you, so you can choose a different one if you want. Um, Just reading this list off, off, our, off my no. phone here. Maybe you see one that's uh, really applicable to the kind of person that I am. Oh, we could this one make philosophical. We could this one make. <laughs> um, would you rather have all traffic lights you approach be green or never have to stand in line again? Hmm. I wonder if that means that traffic lights would be normal or if I would hit every red light. I think it just means that traffic lights would be normal. Yeah. If traffic lights were normal, but I would never have to stand in line again, I think I would choose never standing in line. 
I don't care about traffic too much. I know people who get really, really frustrated when they hit like two or three red lights back to back. I mean, that doesn't affect me too much and it doesn't slow down travel like so much that you're just, you no. know, an hours late for something. So I think, you know, maybe if I was back in America and I was driving myself a lot as usual, it could be different. Um, but, but I hate standing in line for yeah. things. I hate it in the grocery store or at the movies or at the KVR at the, at like the, it's I mean, friggin hell. we've talked about that place before, but for anyone living abroad, there's like the state, um, like the government building that you have to go in countless times when you move abroad to set yeah. up your, set up your, you know, your visa. You have to go there. You have to make appointments and talk about your your health insurance and talk about your, you know, your contracts with companies and t- and give them the, your social security information. And they don't want to speak to you. They don't want to be there. They're really bitter. It takes forever. You're there with thousands of people who are there in long lines every day. Yeah, I would I would choose that. No more lines. Yeah, same for me. Yeah. And I have one for you, my friend. You have a good one, as I know. For you, my friend, as a gourmet. As a lover of awesome food, I'm just fat. Here is <laughs> your question. Okay. That was not what I wanted to say, by <laughs> I the know. way. I know, I know. But here's a question. Would you rather give up all drinks except for water or hmm. give up eating anything that was cooked in an oven? Hmm. That's a tough one. <sighs> so... Hmm. Let's see. What's not cooked in an oven? I could. Well, I could have uh, seafood salad. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to your mind. Yeah, I could have squid. seafood salad. I like squid salads. Dude, you enjoy that holiday. Four hundred euro bottles of wine, seafood salad. <laughs> Those it are sounds the things pretty good. That stuck to your mind. <laughs> that pretty good. I like that way of thinking, man. Let's see. Uh, of course, that would mean I have to give up pizza, which is pretty devastating. That's that's what I thought about. Yeah, that's a big. That's a big part of who i am <laughs> um it's almost an embarrassingly large part of who i am <laughs> it just reminds me i just ordered uh three new hot sauces this week <laughs> <laughs> um if my friend uh if my friend moritz is listening to this episode you you gotta you gotta try these new hot sauces um i would i would Oh man, that's so hard because I'm such an alcoholic too. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like an alcoholic, but I I do enjoy, as we've spoken about, my wine and my beer. I've actually pushed a little bit away from schnapps, um, so I, I really I, I dig so much into to wine and beer. Um, I don't know that I could really give up like I don't know breads. You know, I couldn't go to a bakery and get like a pretzel anymore. You could get nothing from a Could never bakery. go to a bakery again. I couldn't really have any bread at all. I mean, <laughs> I would lose a lot of weight. No carbs, you know? No. Um, so it's either, I mean, <laughs> but if I balance it with, you know, not having any carbs, but I'm drinking it like the same way that I am, I don't know that too much would change. Um. Man, it was sure would be hard to give up bread and pizza. I think I would give up everything but water. I think I would be that guy. No. And I found it funny because it was tough for me. Um, not because of the, 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 the water part, 
because I, besides maybe wine, I have, I have days where I drink nothing besides water. But on the other hand, I thought about, first hand, I thought about, okay, I don't use my oven that much. But then I got to the point, okay, damn, that includes pizza, bread, everything. Yeah. And then I got back to... That's a really hard one, man. Only water. I, I just thought to myself, too, like, how dumb how dumb would it be that I just choose water so that I can have bread when I could have... Uh, when I think about going to a party, you know, I could just eat healthy. I could just eat healthy. I could just eat carb-free and eat, like, yeah. you know, I could have, you know... Like vegetables and, <laughs> and seafood. <laughs> You're sounding disappointed already. Yeah, you know, I could have I could have like pan fried fish with vegetables, and I don't know some fresh. You could still have fries, by the way. If they are fried, if they're like, yeah, that's true. If they're not, if they're not put into an oven, yeah, yeah, that's true. You and don't most fries have aren't. to use an oven for fries. You know, I think I might. <laughs> I think I you might fry I think I might flip that. I think I might I think I might have messed up. I think I might go with uh uh no more no more pizza. Because by the way, that's a great strategy. You you eat healthier yeah. by eating less carbs. Right. So you can fry more things. Yeah. <laughs> I can fry things. Oh man, I can have fried chicken. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm not. Gonna, you know what? Okay. I've chosen. I love pizza. It's a big part of who I am. But I think I can't give up chicken wings because with hot sauce. Because the hot sauce. I mean, it's just like that's who I am. That's who I am, man. Like you know, I just I have like 14 hot sauces in my fridge, and I just bought. I tried three all more. of them. Some do hurt yo, dude. I just bought three more. I bought, you know, Even this spicier one, ones? you know, the one that was like, uh, the brand is Hellfire. Yeah. So I bought another Hellfire, but it's called, um, Fool's Fire <laughs> instead of, uh, I think the one that I have is called, uh, Hellfire, like something stupid, like death. <laughs> and then I have another one that's the same company, Hellfire, zombie. but it's Hellfire zombie. Edition. Yeah. It's like <laughs> something like that. And I got one called, Beyond called death. Fool's Fire. Yeah, it's like beyond death, hellfire. Oh. And that one is really, really hot, but it's it's such a ridiculous name. But I enjoyed some of them. Dude, I mean, there's this one, Aardvark, Secret Aardvark. That's such a great hot sauce. I can eat that with everything. Sometimes I order these like um, sort of Greek style uh, chicken chicken wraps, or I'll pick some up like a kebab or something. Mm-hmm. Dude, I can take that home and I can really squeeze. You know how some people will like, some people will add like mustard or mayo or ketchup on top of like each bite that they take. Yeah. You never hold like a wrap. Yeah. Like a gyro or something and put something on top, take a bite, put something on top, take a bite. And it's not healthy to do that. I know. But I will do that with secret aardvark hot sauce. But it's the best way to eat a original Bavarian pretzel, brete. To put it with, with mustard. With with butter. Ah, you do it because like you break I've, a piece and do like butter yeah, bite, I find butter it, bite. I find it so much smoother than the than the kind of butterbrezen, right? Which is more butter, of like a sandwich style. Whereas the sandwich style, which doesn't really work because of the because There's of little the tiny pieces the statics of 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 a pretzel. Yeah, I, I think it's funny that they do that. That the the butter the butter butter pretzel butterbrezen no. because of this. Yeah, because the middle part is so thin and so crunchy that you can't really cut through it, and they still do it. But yeah. It, 
and you know pieces it's so fall flimsy off. they fall off yeah and some some bakeries over butter yeah so you take a bite and like a huge fat <laughs> chunk of butter either gets caught in your teeth which really feels like well i'm gonna have heart disease tonight <laughs> or it falls on the floor and just feels like and you just feel like a big disgusting failure so yeah but um I now feel that you really had that um, would you rather face um, when I look at how our conversation has turned out about this choice between only water or no food which has been through an oven because I'm totally with you I totally go for only water yeah, let, me, let me get the let me get the phone back now I want to I want to I want to ask you one Oh yeah, more because I found one which I find pretty funny. Okay, number twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Would you rather five percent of the population have telepathy or five percent of the population have telekinesis? You're not part of the five percent that has telepathy or telekinesis. Okay, wait. Would I rather that five percent of the human race, yeah, has telepathy? Yeah. Or 5% of the human race has telekinesis. Yeah. And I'm not part of either party. Yes, sir. Okay, okay. So I'm just a civilian. Yeah. And I'm choosing if 5% of the human race has one or the other. And I, yeah. And I don't have their powers. I'm just exactly. watching. Oh. You're like Professor X. He has <laughs> telepathy <laughs> and without, without, damn, without <laughs> I think he has both. <laughs> without both of them. I thought I, I, You're I like Dr. Thought, X, but without both of those powers that we talked no, about. No, but I thought more about like him having those people around him, the X-Men. But I haven't thought about Oh man. Thought about it That's hard. I mean, do I, uh, the question is, I guess, do I know the thing is mm, Do I know what telepathy I, or, is? No, no, but <laughs> yeah. do, I, do I know what you're saying <laughs> but i wonder if if i would know if, who the people are the thing is i also think that if five percent of the world had telekinesis in it yeah that wine's all right right it's not bad huh i think if five percent of the world had this one of these powers and it was legitimate you could legitimize these powers mm-hmm. i think the whole world would know i think i would just be creating five percent like hyper famous crazy people that would be locked either either they'd be famous for their power sorry i'm pointing either they would be famous for <laughs> Easy, power, bro. or they would be like a government experiment and they'd be like kidnapped and held underground and like drugged and like prodded open and like autopsied and yeah. stuff I, i'm really i'm curious about that no um i don't know man that's hard like, i mean telepathy you know, this idea of reading minds and talking to you in the mind or moving things with the mind. I think moving things with the mind is more dangerous. However, planting an idea can be just as dangerous. I think even more dangerous because it's more potential on the, the long run. I guess if you have... Um, I guess if you have telekinesis you're gonna have some people within that five percent i mean hold on let's do some math here (laughs) so that's let's say there's you know eight billion people right i don't even know if i can do that on a calculator eight hundred thousand that's eight oh i can't do eight billion on a calculator i'm not sure what's so eight billion times ten right so that's Uh, eighty no that's eighty million 
What, 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 how do I get to eight? Oh man, I'm so embarrassed. Uh, my math. How, how do I multiply? <laughs> my God. Uh, all, right, all, right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm gonna do this on on the on the website. Five percent of eight <laughs> billion. Five percent of eight billion is forty. No four. Hundred million. Five percent of eight billion is four hundred million people. That's, so you that's mean America. Like America plus Germany. Yeah. 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 Basically. So. Okay. Let's imagine that all the entire country of America has either telepathy or telekinesis. But I think you couldn't. You couldn't um, make this point. because it is like this um pretty weird um statistic that i don't know every and i don't want to get on this wrong but where is is the statistic that say like every sixth person on this planet at the moment is um is asian or something oh right yeah so <clears throat> if it's just like five percent of the entire human race then The more likely, more likely yeah, to be it, to be it, from the, from the east. It is actually from India and from China. No, no, but I, I wanted to say, I wanted to, to to point out in general that um, it would not be likely that um, all of the U.S. and all of Germany would have telepathy right. or telekinesis. No, no, no. I didn't mean that literally. But if you, uh, but yeah, but the, the sheer amount, yes. Yeah, yeah. But I guess if you if you spread it all around the world. Mm, Yeah, it would be like it could have big impact if you're thinking if you're thinking the whole the whole the whole Marvel um, universe thing through. It could make I don't know if it if it's selected randomly and you have uh, basically in our modern society um, as poor regarded country, but there are like 200 people living there with the power of telepathy. Or telekinesis mm -hmm. that can turn into a humongous world power. Oh, now we're getting somewhere. I mean, you know, if they have telekinesis, how strong is it? Can they lift buildings? Can a terrorist, you know, could a terrorist like just take planes down or something or take like just crumble a city with their mind or is it like, Oh, I can move a pencil, <laughs> you know, <laughs> how you know like, how strong is it? Can they just do good magic tricks? Can they take the watch off your hand without moving or can they, can they do some serious damage? And then again, you know, this idea of telepathy, oh my God, telepathy to create, to put an idea in your head or to, to, to manipulate people from inside their mind has, you know, A lot can cause a lot of damage. It can cause entire movements and it can also cause terrorism and it can cause like entire political shifts and stuff. I am really torn. It's, it's more about like, do you know, do I believe in more like immediate threat or long-term threat? If it, if it comes down to how people, how people work, how people function, you know, if they, What's, I guess, what's scarier to me? Do I want to see them, tr you know, I guess it's like, 
how 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 much do I trust five percent? How much do I trust four hundred million people around the world? You know, because there's bound to be a chunk of them. I would that, say not that much. Yeah, because it depends where they're from, what social class they're involved in, how prejudiced they might be, or how um, how systemically um, un <laughs> how systemically like. On we we are just moving some power cords around here, guys. Sorry about that. But like how systemically, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, mistreated that they might be. So there's a lot of there's so many factors there in terms of what they might do with those powers. Guaranteed, some of those people are going to be the best magicians in the world, <laughs> and they're just going to bring smiles to people's faces. That's a fact. I would be one of those guys. <laughs> if I could do telekinesis, I would just do great magic tricks. And I would never let anyone know that I was um, part of the 5%. Or become become a professional athlete. Imagine yeah. Being, would... a, being, a, being a football player. Dude. Just and being running... able to, 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 <laughs> to move um, and... They're like he's the fastest player the other of side's all time. Other sides, O line around or something, or oh, even man. the ball. <laughs> I would just be. I would just go join the NBA, and do a dunk from and half be court. Become, you know, or like I would just shoot the ball from the other end of the court, and it would just always go in. You know, it would every just second, bounce and go in. Bounce every and go second in. Um, shot taken is from the logo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would run up into the stands and do shots. You know, <laughs> just like is this count as six points? I think I have to go with... Nickname would be No Man Just Amazing. I think I might have to go with Telekinesis. I All think, right. I think it has shorter term... Shorter term damage potential. Mm-hmm. Because I think people are going to find out pretty quickly who the 5% are. Yeah. If just one day they can move things with their mind, then it's going to become like a phenomenon. And like a lot of them will probably be that, under, under heavy surveillance. By know? the way, that's exactly the point. Because the people um, who have the ability of telepathy um, would never be found out. Could make you could make you never find out that there are people with those powers. Right. But on the other hand, people who have the ability of telekinesis are pretty obvious to yeah. anyone. So, hey, check this out. <laughs> <laughs> How did you move that? Yeah. How did you do that? Mm -hmm. And telepathy brings so many paradoxons and complexes. I mean, if you have one, it. if you have one Just like time genius. traveling. Huh? It brings the same kind of complexes with it, just like time traveling. Yeah. Because you could always think one step beyond yeah yeah, yeah but where do, you, where, where do you get to if you could just have one person with this skill who was a genius with bad intentions then i think that's far more dangerous than um somebody who can a thousand imagine. people with her yeah the ability of telekinesis yes i mean you have to imagine 400 million people i don't know how many percentage of that would be highly intelligent let's say i don't know let's say another five percent of that 400 million would be highly intelligent no and let's say out of that percentage that's highly intelligent a percentage of that has cruel intentions because of their past because of their motive because of whatever their, whatever situation might be that they 
um, want to cause pain to others, no. whether that's political, religious, or, or, or just insecurity. You know, a lot no. of people just, just do things because they weren't loved. So you have to imagine out of that, then I think it's could cause more damage that they secretly live amongst the world, kind of like serial killers in a way. And like, roam around and 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 like like ted bundy like was a handsome charismatic charming guy who just roamed around the town and you know butchered women for years and still got out of so much trouble before he was finally uh put to death i think that i think this telepathy skill would be more in that category than people who can move rocks with their head yeah Oh, we did it, man. <laughs> we did it. We answered that one. I want to put one back on you. That was a very good one. That was a very good one. That was a really nice one. Yeah, but I sc- scrolled like 18 others until I got to that one. Because between number 12 and number 24, there are many which I think are too easy. I could imagine that. Yeah, the thing is, is a, lot, a lot of these lists, they don't give you two things you don't want, which I think the yeah. best ones are two things you don't want. Oh, here we go. Would you rather be completely insane, but you know that you're insane, or completely insane and you believe that you are sane? So uh, crazy. Insane in what terms? Like, you're mentally insane. You insane in the brain. Insane was a insane in the, the membrane. membrane. Insane, insane in the brain. Is that the rhyme? Yeah, insane in the membrane. Insane, insane in the brain. Got no brain. Yeah, they bring that in for for the later hooks. Oh, that's it. Insane. But believe me, I know my Cypress Hill. Is that Cypress Hill? Yes, sir. By the way, I always wondered where that came from. Have you ever listened or even seen um, the video edition of it of it of Be Real's podcast? No, I never. Be real, the 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 rapping guy from Cypress Hill. Mm-mm. I don't really. I, I gotta show you. Long. It's um, imagine the Joe Rogan experience, mm-hmm. but leaving everything that is is not spacey or about um, um, super um, <laughs> like without conspiracy theories and aliens. W- yeah, but without the rest. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, it's, so oh, it's only, only that. the conspiracy only theories. Oh, and another okay. talk about about um about um some um illegal herbs. That's okay. the main the uh, the main thing but it's it's pretty entertaining though. So they just talk about herbage and yeah. aliens and conspiracies. Yes sir. They, se- they seem to go hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go get back to the question. Right. Would you rather be completely insane and know that you're insane or completely insane and believe yeah. that you are sane? Could you turn the microphone a little bit because you're speaking into it from the wrong side? I thought I was speaking at the halfway side. Oh, this side. Just straight in here. Oh, see, like the um, the cover on it is a bit misleading. I thought yeah. it was speaking at the logo, but I'm speaking in between them. Yes. Okay, sorry. In between the logo. So, would you rather be completely insane and know that you're insane, or completely insane and believe that you are sane? I think I definitely go for believing that I am sane. Why? Simply because I'd rather have a, a good time. <laughs> we have a good time than no time at all homie. yeah exactly because I'm a real bad overthinker and thinking too much about things and and, and, and bad stuff etc 
and I th- think it would would put so much extra pressure and depression on me if I knew I was completely insane um, than mm. if I thought I was sane. I might have to deal with some other consequences, probably because of my because of my actions, etc. But yeah, I was just thinking, like, if you believe if you believe you're sane, but you're acting insane, then you're yeah. really pushing the people closest to you away. Uh, that, oh, That's hard, dang. you know. Like, your family would be so upset all the time. Yeah, you probably yeah. lose your girlfriend. You might lose like you're not able to probably like provide rent or keep a job. Both, but you believe end. that like everything's happening to you, and that you're the right one, and the conspiracies are really, you know, falling yeah. in on you. I think I'd rather know that I'm insane and just like try and get the help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you get, you get so one with that because I like what it's come because this is hard because you could argue both ways leads into some form of very bad depression. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. No, it's hard, but I think you. No, I, I think I, I'd, I'd stick to okay. Um, thinking I am sane. Okay, I get it. I do get that. Yeah, because um, it's hard. Probably it's hard. Probably, but with but you would think that everyone around you is lying to you or like cheating on you or. You know, but you yeah, feel like even be harder, yeah. It, right? But um, may sound hard, but there are a lot of people in general. A lot of people have a lot of issues that they pretend not to have. Or they're other people's problems. Yeah, they're like, oh no, 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 it's not my fault. My my. Landlord's an asshole. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he asks for rent on the first. You know, he knows my job doesn't pay till the yeah, or whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, I. T- if I'm totally honest, I I, 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 think I gotta go with you. But on the other hand, I'm not much. I'm not sure, but probably there's one big thing because if you if we, if we gotta bring this to 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 real life situations and this might sound hard because we have talked about this but mm-hmm. imagine um certain forms of drug addiction mm-hmm. like alcoholism or right. other substances right where you have people knowing that they actually have a form of disease or are insane yeah and people who don't who might be they're kind of a like struck on a trip or yeah or like disillusioned somehow. Like, yeah, we we talked about um alcoholism and disillusions and how it's um how it's pushed away out of public conversations and and people tend to to build their bubbles etc. Yeah. Um not realizing that they have a real problem. Right. And when I think of those kind they're of not, They're not self-aware enough. Exactly. And yeah. when I think of those kind of situations um then I got to say you totally get the point. Rather know that you have a problem and being able to do something about it. Right. Then um like to be able to tell people just, I'm I'm not healthy. Yeah. Then just um living your best life. And pushing but, everyone away. <laughs> exactly. I mean So yeah. yeah. So yeah, once again you get you you get me with that. Um, let's, let's just do one more. Um, and I think this is really, I think this is a really great one. 
and we can both we can both answer this one because I haven't thought about the answer yet. But I think in terms of like today's heavy social media influence on our generations and how it affects everything today from like you know Instagram influencers to I deleted Instagram once again from my phone. You deleted it from your phone today? No. Or recently? Like six days ago or a week ago, whatever. Oh, that's funny because I tagged you in a picture today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's, I mean, it probably feels great. Yeah, it feels great. But just because, um, to take a little time out, because on on iOS, Mm -hmm. you can check your your screen time. Yeah, it tells you every day. Exactly. And I got to admit, there are days when you're doing home office or you're sitting at the office and mm-hmm. um there's nothing i guess you notice you're on a project mm-hmm. but obviously you can always do more no doubt mm-hmm. but you are at a, at the point where you got everything done um or you're to like a good stopping point and you just hang out there and you start to 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 to, to pick out your phone mm-hmm and the random stuff, like like you you said, when you're when you're sitting in a class who's who's watching a movie, right? You're let's be honest, you're 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 watching TikToks or whatever, yeah, and or scrolling through Instagram. Um, yeah. And, and if you're th- older than me, then you're on Facebook. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think that has in some form taken a little overhand for my um, for my understanding of how much. Time I want to spend on on those kind of platforms, mm-hmm. yeah. And so I just and I, I do this basically once or twice a year to just take a take a break. Last last year it has been like three weeks where right. I had my phone completely shut off. That's amazing. That's the best feeling ever. Um, and one other phase where I had like three weeks without social media. Yeah. Um, and just to just to 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 set your your um your subconscious need of input and ah, on, on, yeah, on your subconscious need yeah, yeah. and and mm-hmm. presence on social media platforms yeah. to a level where you agree with yourself on again just to, to do a little Man, setback, I mean, and I do yeah. this. I do this every once in a while. It's so important. It's so important. Social media is so disgustingly toxic, and it's so yeah. addictive at the same time. There was there was um, last July, uh, last year, not the most recent one, but last last year, two thousand nineteen. Uh, I was working at the school job, and we we took the kids, the year four kids, on a um, a week long or. I think it was a week and a half or whatever to this, uh, this cabin area, like this, um, basically like a giant dormitorm dormitory building where all the year four kids could go there and like have like a vacation with the, the teaching assistants. It was all, all a, a very young crew. There's a few teachers there too. And, um, you know, basically all the people in charge were in their twenties and there was like a couple of teachers, whatever in their thirties, but everyone was pretty young. Yeah. And, um, we were in charge of like, I don't know, 60 or 65, 70 kids who were just there like, you know, having fun and letting go and saying goodbye and playing games and just forgetting about the real world. And then um, we would bring them back 
to school for their last week or, or, or whatever, you know, to prepare for their graduation. And uh, they had asked me to go to assist on the trip, and I was very excited to go. I was there. I was really getting into the to the school system, and I was happy to to connect with some of the friends I was making there. One of which is the guy that I went to to the to see tenant with tonight. Mm-hmm. And um, I brought you know a little suitcase, and I had my guitar with me because they wanted me to perform some some nice like you know bedtime songs for the kids which was so sweet and so fun to do the most the important part of the story is that the the day that we packed into this giant bus to take all the kids to to the cabin to the getaway um i was standing in the staff kitchen having a coffee talking to a coworker about um what was going to happen and what i was thinking about and when i got on the bus we were i don't know maybe half an hour away from the school and I realized that I forgot my phone in the staff kitchen back at the school. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, you know, those first 15, 20 minutes, you you kind of freak out because you're so connected to your phone. You know, I, I wasn't wearing a watch last year. I bought a watch this year so that I stopped looking at my phone for the time. That's what I wanted to say because um, I, I I got a watch like like two years ago. Yeah. And that's been the, the, the biggest effect I've um, recognized on myself. Yeah. Yeah. When you look at your phone for the time constantly, you're, they want you to do that. They want you to say, yeah. I don't need to watch. I have a phone. And then you see the notifications. Then you open up your apps and then you're on yeah. your phone. That's also the reason why I, why yeah. I um, disabled all push not- notifications yeah. for anything besides messengers, yeah. email, and news. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I should really, I should really do that for Instagram because that's what gets me. And um, yeah, so I was on the bus and I realized I forgot my phone and I, I, you know, I double checked everything. I triple checked my pockets and my jacket and my, my bag. And I, I realized, oh no, I left it on the coffee maker in the staff kitchen. And you know, of course, the first thing I did was I asked my friend for his phone and I sent, I logged into Facebook on his phone, sent a message to to Efi and told her, hey, I don't have my phone. Um, just so you know, uh, if anything happens, you know, call this number. I gave her his number and I said, um, I'm going to try and borrow someone else's phone tonight to, to tell you that everything's fine. So, you know, all good. Don't worry. I just forgot it. But this is kind of, kind of generational, um, differences, anecdote, like, like people, most likely older people. Would just like to remember tell, her number and call her. <laughs> yeah, or just or just being clear. Okay, I'm I'm out for the weekend for this whatever trip with right. the school kids. Right. I'm not available. Maybe mm. if I if I find a phone somewhere. Um, oh right, like I'll in the call old you days. on Sunday, but yeah. that is like in the old days. You might have a payphone or so, the or the building that we yeah. go to would have like a landline. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So so that's kind of the 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 the. the it's my version of that. It's yeah, it kind of this cl- this classic. And go yeah, back in the days we we didn't used to have this and that. Oh man, I mean, whenever I watch movies, for, even from like 1990, uh, they 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 they're on payphones. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, basically, I I you know, I just gave her a heads up. I don't have my phone, so if you need something, I'm not available. Just call this number if there's an emergency. Yeah, sure. Because we all are used to it. We're so used and to, to it, and especially for for special relationships, especially for. For for partners, 
Of course, you're, you're so used, used to, to texting every couple exactly. of hours or something. And and yeah, exactly. And to have your partner available, right? Um, all of the time. So yeah, sure, you do that and inform your partner that you're not available. Mm-hmm. If it happens, which in if if you imagine us like living living in in, in a bigger city, right? Um, rarely occurs that you have those kind of situations. Exactly, exactly. And um, you know, the best part was just to just to continue that thought that we had. Um, the best part was, you know, after. I felt pretty naked and pretty pretty strange about no. not having it for the first. I would say, to be honest, from the first two hours, like, which is a pretty long time to. Would you think about it? Because it's you. You should be all right with it pr- pretty quickly, but the entire bus ride, I just had all this anxiety, and I had to, you know, borrow my friend's phone to like let a staff member know that I forgot my phone there. Can you collect it? Can you take it to the front office? Can you let my boss know? And I found out that my Boss was going to visit us in two days. She always huh. comes by on this trip and visits the kids. Apparently, and I said, "Okay, that's my only option. That's the only chance I'm going to get." In two days, I get my phone back. She's going to bring it. So the rest of that whole day, and the entire next day, I didn't have my phone. And once I knew that it when it was going to come back that it wasn't like, you know, a lost cause for the whole week or whatever. Then I, I relaxed and dude, it was just this giant, big blue oceanic refresh button. Everything just opened up and I just relaxed. It was so much better. I, I, I hate these phones. I hate how I am so hooked to it you know like i'm thankful that the technology exists to like google whatever i need to do and look at maps and stuff but you know the 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 companies that have created everything inside this device they they want you to be on it constantly and they think they've thought of everything to do that yeah, yeah. so you know on this trip it was you know it was great i was connecting with the kids and with my coworkers, and i wasn't thinking about any social media at all. I wasn't worried about taking pictures to like make a moment. And I wasn't worried about checking emails or whatever. It was like, yeah, I'll, I'll see it in two days, whatever. No worries. No. And I just, I wasn't bored. And I think because I have my phone, I think of reasons to be bored so that I look at my phone to not be bored. It's like, no. it, like the, the presence of this creates moments where I get bored where I wouldn't normally. Yeah. And by the evening of the first day, I was entertained by everything. I was entertained by the weather and by the coworkers and by the kids and by the momentum of like what we're doing there. The next day was like games and events and lunch and then like long pauses where the where we weren't doing anything. And I was just able to like lay there and have my thoughts and enjoy, you know, whatever came my way and it was such a nice feeling, man, and I, I really think that and it affects so many, so yeah. many parts of your life. Yeah. One thing I realized is, yeah. um, so often if you, if you when you just wa- watch Netflix, like mm-hmm. you, you got a good show running, or a, or a movie that you already have seen, someone, mm-hmm. and you you watch Netflix, but you still have your phone in your hand, and I don't know, yeah, in my case check Instagram or play some Candy Crush or whatever. The moment that one line of dialogue isn't engaging. 
Yeah. You sit there and you kind of... And it's crazy. Fun. And I got to say what, what drives me the most to, to consciously do those kind of breaks and pauses to my, my activity, let's say online... It's this kind of kind of anxiety I have about um, not making making use of my time I have, especially during the day when I'm at work and you have this kind of face. Okay, I don't know, you have a coffee break, have your phone out, or, or whatever. Or mm-hmm. in my case, you have a video pro- or podcast project rendering like four minutes. You have a phone out, etc., etc., et immediately, et immediately. Um, yeah, <clears throat> and because of the the the, the way I'm starting into to this kind of. Um, whole media game or business or whatever yeah um i have this kind of anxiety to to not get out the m- most of the time i have yeah doing the, the the thing i do now um which drove me to okay let's take more breaks on that and even if you have nothing to do for work i don't know just have a book with you or pick up a newspaper or um or even just, or, or just listen to a just, podcast episode, just, or just 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 sit there with your thoughts, even which yeah. is so hard for people to do these days. Just to sit there with your thoughts. That's yeah. basically one reason while we're talking since one hour and fifty two minutes, because w- we talked about how how therapeutic this um, this podcast situation can be for both of us. Yeah, and I think that's exactly the way, or, the, or that's exa- exactly the thing. Um, putting your phone away and um, sitting there with yeah. your thoughts and the thoughts of the guy in front of you yeah, and nothing else. I mean, basically, besides looking up some of these questions, mm-hmm. you know, we had the phones flipped down. I took my watch off. I put the face of the watch down on the table because the last episode, there was a moment where I was like, I'm not sure, like, how long have we spoken already? Did we talk enough? I didn't, I, I was kind of like foggy headed and wasn't thinking so loose you know it was like kind of tightly wound which is funny because i had just come from vacation which i guess goes <laughs> hand in hand but i just you know i had it and I, th- I was only thinking about time and where i should go and where i have to be and and this was like you know and this is an evening evening show and i want to talk to you and i want to like give our you know our small listener base you know like what they come for yeah you know which is which is our conversation so i Put everything down and it's so much better. It's so much better and so much more, you know, connected. Of course, wine helps. <laughs> you know, we're almost down to the second bottle and it's really nice. But yeah, man, I mean, whenever you get these chances to just put everything away, it helps so much. You know, I know I always find when I just accidentally leave my phone in the other room or in the apartment when I go to let's say I go take the trash out. Yeah because of the way that our building is arranged and where the trash room is outside, the whole thing doesn't take too long, but I'd say it takes about five minutes, maybe between five and seven minutes to get from where I am, depending how much trash I have to outside down the block around the corner in the gate to the trash room and back. And sometimes I forget my phone or sometimes I purposely choose to not bring it. And honestly, I, I end up, either completely diving into a memory or a feeling or something so heavily, just, just my mind just dives into it and I, I can almost kind of daydream or just like soak into something 
maybe I have a problem I'm trying to solve and it's a good chance for me to just think about it. Or a melody, like a song melody comes up. Maybe I just think of something like, taking out the trash can, put <laughs> it in the can. And it's like, it's funny to me also, but sometimes great little melodies from absolutely nowhere just show up. And when I, when I think yeah, to myself- could be the smallest lick The something. smallest, yeah, the smallest little lick, and it just comes up. And I think the more that I fulfill every moment of my day with sound, you know, like watching a television show, pausing it, putting in a podcast to take the trash out or a, or a Spotify, coming back, taking out the headphones to press play no. on what I'm watching, I'm sustaining and entertaining my mind consistently where it never has to work. It's, you know, it's like an engine that I'm... I'm it's like an engine that would normally be running, but I'm choosing to put the car in neutral and push it because it's easier. I'm choosing to like watch something, listen to something, call somebody, whatever, like, or even, well, no, calling is even better, but just, just I'm choosing to entertain it and make it easier for my head to just sit there on top of my shoulders instead of like using the engine that was given to me. No. And I, I always think about when I was, you know, between like, 15 and 19, of course, you know, phones and video games and stuff existed and they were getting more popular, but I still had such an avid, strong, active imagination because I was growing up with it. I wasn't used to it yet. And now here we are 10 years later and it's such a huge priority of my life that even now I know when I leave here, I'm going to shut the door to your apartment and by the time I get it, one or two flights down the stairs, I'm going to pop in the headphones. Sure. You know, and I'm going to put on, I'm going to finish this podcast of Mark Marin. He's interviewing this great actor, Billy Crudup. And I'm going to, I'm going to finish that episode until I get to the train. And then maybe I'm going to put on, you know, like the new album or something to think about uh -huh. notes or whatever, because I'm going to meet with Tim soon. And I'm going to be a, listening and entertaining my head until I get to my front door and that will be the moment where I I know that if he's asleep and I'm going to put everything down and just brush my teeth and go to bed. But I, you know, if it was earlier in the day, let's, let's say that we were recording this at like six o'clock, then I know that I would, I would do the podcast and then we'd go home and then we would talk for a little while and then we'd probably watch a movie. And then if I had to, you know, for example, like take the trash out, then I would, you know, look at TikTok or put a podcast yeah. in on the way out. So I just, I'm overstimulating everything and it's not letting my brain work. And I think so many people do that. It's yeah, weird. Sure. It's a really crazy, um, really crazy scenario. I, I do think that we I have kind of uh, we a went long way since. A long track to get to this question. Right. It's funny because probably you guys are like, that was a great, thing why go back to would you rather but the whole point was to set up a would you rather yeah um a 20 minute <laughs> prologue to this question <laughs> would you rather have whatever you're thinking appear above your head for everyone to see or have absolutely everything you do live streamed for everyone to see There's a great book called The Circle, which this reminds me of. I don't know if you ever read that. Yes, sir. Yeah. Did you read it in English or German? I guess I read it in German, actually. Still, uh, still I don't, I'm not sure how it was translated, but it's such a good book. 
<clears throat> first one. So you'd rather have whatever you're thinking appear above your head for everyone to see. Yeah. I guess that's safer, <laughs> right? Because you're only kind of you're only kind of The thing is every time I I have this this first guess where I'm like, yeah, sure, it's that way. And then as soon as you, you you don't even have to 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 say your first sentence, right? And I'm already overthinking. <laughs> yeah, it's not a, it's, that's not an easy one, I think, because imagine, you know, you don't you don't always have control over your immediate yeah. thought. And so I think you know, I have to switch a, again. Having the things I do live streamed. Totally. I think that's the better option what? because then you choose what you do. Yeah. And when you think, you can't choose what you think, actually. And you, you got to say both both things are super exhausting. Um, yeah. But for me, I know I have way more control about what I do. And basically, it's part of my job to do things that are streamed. Yeah. Um, so I think I'd, I'd be easier with that and to kind of, it still would suck, obviously. Yeah. So this It'd is a limited, good, yeah. this is a good one in, in, in terms of you don't want one, one either of both options, but yeah, I, mean, I think, yeah. I think, <clears throat> I think that one to have everything streamed, I think it would, it would also drive me crazy It'd be like the circle, but I yeah. think I could I could um, still handle it longer than the other thing. So everything I that comes to my mind being shown to everyone, yeah. Um, because I think for for a for a longer time I could just could handle it like like being on the air, not one hour a day, <laughs> but twenty four. So for me, the, it's, it, like it's the, logical yeah. a logical step in between i can control yeah it'd be like being on the truman show but knowing it yeah yeah exactly i mean it would make things hard for anything sexual or romantic for sure yeah but i think you'd still get along or in my case i would still get along easier with that than, than having with your what thoughts. I, with what I think. Oh man, that'd be so hard. Be, I think that would be the worst because I, because because action have way less room for misinterpretation right. than thoughts. Yeah, that's true. That's not only specifically about about sexual actions, but in no, general, but thought thoughts have to grow and develop. Thoughts have yeah. thoughts start naive. They start young and they start. A lot of thoughts start blind and mostly based off instinct. Yeah. So you you have a thought and then you you can take the time to decipher and criticize your own thought and you can educate your thought and you can come to a brand new thought from zero to a hundred. Exactly. Like a completely different range of things to a new thought. But if you make an impression with someone and your first thought is something like completely naive or wrong or off base then and it happens to me a lot to be honest it happens to everyone and imagine that you're making a first impression with somebody and your first thought is of course you know first impressions you look at i don't know facial expression or 
uh, how, what their tone is or what they're wearing or where you are. Dude, I would totally lose in that game. Oh man, it would be a nightmare. And but 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 yeah, you, you could totally break it down to okay. Would you rather show the beginning of a process, which means showing all of your thoughts, versus the end of a process? Because actions are mm. in mostly the end. Of no, the no. In, in any case, the process must be uh, might be might be short, shorter or longer, whatever. Right. But actions are the end of a pro- process of thinking or instincts or whatever. But it's always the the end of the process. Versus versus a thought, mostly is the beginning of a process, like you mentioned. Yeah. And and so I think it's easier to show the end of a process because things are already uh, determined. Um, determined, you mean? Determined, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, rather than, yeah, showing something that leaves so much room for for interpretation. Yeah, that's it. That's it. The action is often not as easy to misunderstand as a, a, a thought you have based off of very limited information. Yeah. So yeah, I think I would choose that. I think I would choose to live stream as well. Yeah. Man, I think that might be a really cool note to end on. I'm, I'm pretty tired. Although I, would li- I could talk for hours, but I, I, I think I'm, I'm actually just getting really sleepy now. But um. I loved this episode, man. Same, buddy. So much fun to talk and like talk for real and get in depth on some cool thoughts. And I really hope you guys liked it too. And um, any last thoughts? No. Sounds good to me. I think I've I've shared all... (laughs) To get back to that point, I think I shared all of my thoughts within the last two hours, five minutes, and 20 seconds. You know, and I think for us to be (laughs) here... With everybody, by the way. Possibly. Possibly everybody. I think for us to be here completely naked, I think it was a pretty cool conversation to have. We didn't even talk about each other's bodies, and I think that's pretty progressive. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, 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 hey. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to our show. Give us a good uh, rate, review, or comment, or share it online, or even just tell a friend face to face because that goes such a long way. Thank you so much. And if you want to read out, reach out to us, connect with us on our Instagram channel run by Jordan. Prince Bye. himself DM at artsy fartsy immigrants or if you're more of a traditional guy send an email to podcast, podcast at, at m945.de thank you for listening bye look at baby the saints are coming through Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.